Take the usual podcast hosting companies and you'll stay in expensive wonderland. Take the podcast of Matrix hosting and you'll experience a completely different world of whole podcast library hosting. Choose wisely at podcastermatrix.com. That's podcastermatrix.com. The sound of the voice on the other end of a 911 call is almost always delivered frantically. The needs of the caller on the other end of a 911 call are ones that need to be met immediately. The services sent to a caller during a 911 call are always delivered efficiently. The stories, perspectives, and details created by these calls over more than 20 years are life lessons and legacies for everyone involved, including me. The records are archived for all time, like this podcast, digitally. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa. This is Digitally Dispatched. You're out driving around. Maybe you're picking up the kids and heading home. Maybe you went to a new place and now you're trying to get back home. Or maybe you had to travel for training and you need to get back to your work. Or maybe you made a wrong turn and now you're in an area you're not familiar with. What do you do? What was the last street name you saw? What do you see around you? All too often, I receive 911 calls, and when I ask for the address of the emergency, I'm told, I don't know the address, or I hear, I don't know where I am, this is your job. In this episode, we will be talking about the importance of location and situational awareness. The call begins. 911, where's your emergency? Ma'am, I'm out of gas, and I have two kids in the car with me. Okay, can you tell me where you are? I'm on Highway 364, but I'm not sure exactly where. Okay, well, can you tell me what roadway you were on before you got onto 364? Uh, 4061? Okay. And do you recall if you passed any exits when you got onto Highway 364? No, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know where I am. Okay, I understand. You're outside of my venue, but let me go ahead and transfer you to the Highway Patrol and see if they can find you. I transferred the call to the highway patrol, and then I hear on my radio, we have a station that's called Point to Point, where all agencies can call each other and we can hear each other on Point to Point. So State calls me and asked, can you give me a better location of the caller that you just transferred to us? And I told them that she told me she was on Highway 364. She had gotten off of Highway 4061, which is now called 64, and she was headed eastbound. So I knew all of this, but I didn't know exactly where on 364 she was because only a very small part of that is my venue. So state said that they were headed in her direction to see if they could find her. 911, where's your emergency? Yeah, I'm broken down on the highway. I have two kids with me. I'm out of gas and I called for help and no one has come to help me. Ma'am, I'm very sorry. I have the highway patrol out looking for you in the area where you said that you were. Yeah, well, two cops already passed me and nobody stopped. Okay, well, what kind of vehicle are you in? And she shared with me that she was in a black sports car. Are you on the right-hand side of the roadway or the left? On the right. Let me connect you with the highway patrol and see if you can give them more information so that they can better locate you. And then she hangs up on me. 911, where's your emergency? Yeah, I've called now three times to try and get somebody out here to help me and give me some gas. I'm out of gas. I have two kids in the car with me and nobody is helping me. 
yes, ma'am, I know that you're upset and I completely understand. I've given all the information that you've given me to the highway patrol. We are trying to locate you. It'd just be a few more minutes. Just be patient with us. We're on the way. She hangs up on me again. I call the highway patrol and ask them if they're having any luck finding her. And they told me that they've checked the entire area where we thought she was, and they've not located any vehicles on the side of the road. At that point, I look up at my mapping system, and I scroll out so that I could see a bigger range, because she was on Highway 364. However, she wasn't in the area that she had said she was. According to my map, she was actually about three or four miles further east. With that information, Highway Patrol continues their search I also get on the phone with another police department to have them look in their venue for her vehicle. After we did that, I called her back and I said, ma'am, this is the dispatcher on 911 that you've talked to three times. And I found on the mapping system that you're about four miles away from where you thought you were. There should be an officer out with you at any moment. Well, fine. It's about time somebody came to help me. I've even called motorist assist and nobody has come. As I started to apologize again for her having to wait so long, she hung up on me again. With that, I hear over the scanner traffic that not only was Highway Patrol out with her, so was the other agency and Motorist Assist. Now, normally, I would just leave it here and we'd go to break and then we would talk about the resolution of this call. But I'm going to do it all right now because I got something special for you on the other side of the break. This call is the reason we always say the most important nugget of information is, come on, everybody say it with me, location, location, location. The caller knew what roadway she was on, but nothing else. I asked for landmarks. I asked for signs. She saw nothing. She had no mile marker. She had nothing to help me better locate her. But being that it was about nine o'clock at night and it was dark in the area that she was, probably wasn't any landmarks for her to see. So I get that. Fortunately, due to the mapping system, we were able to get a better location for her. Now, I will say that the mapping doesn't always work. It all depends on the provider that you have and what cell tower you're hitting off of. Sometimes our maps only show the cell tower you're at. So it's imperative that you know where you are at all times. I have another story for you. It was quite a roller coaster ride for me. I can't wait to tell you about it. Let's take a little break. This will give you the opportunity to hear from my sponsors and see how they can help you. I am Lisa, and you are being digitally dispatched. The one question each podcaster should be asking themselves is, why am I still editing my own podcast? Mike Wilkerson from the Two Guys Talking Podcast here. I've podcasted and edited for over a decade, and I know what an hour and a half podcast turns into when you get in front of the editing stack. Let me tell you, it's not an hour and a half. It's closer to probably double that time. Are you ready to hand off the time you're wasting editing your own podcast? Looking for a cost-effective solution that doesn't break the bank but gives you super experienced quality podcasting back to you in a short period of time? Be sure to check out The Editor Core. Make your podcast soar with The Editor Core. EditorCore.com. That's EditorCore.com. Do you like what you're hearing during the Digitally Dispatched podcast? Let's have a conversation about how you can help us grow. 
visit my website at digitallydispatched.com and let's find a way to get your organization, business, or effort to benefit from my focused and engaged audience. Let me help you grow your digital footprint and foster educational content on the internet. Open a channel now at digitallydispatched.com. That's digitallydispatched.com. Thought about a career in voiceover? Need a great cost-effective on-hold message for your organization or business? Don't know where to start? Check out The Voice Farm, your one-stop shop for voiceover needs. Check it out now by accessing The Voice Farm at voicefarmers.com and see what difference can be made with a company that is truly outside the box. From The Voice Box, voicefarmers.com. That's voicefarmers.com. Hey, this is Lisa at Digitally Dispatched. I'm back from break and I am ready to share with you an amazingly crazy call I took not too long ago. I received a call on my non-emergency line. Police department, this is Lisa. Lisa, I'm worried about my husband. Okay, what is your address? And she gives it to me. Well, tell me exactly what happened. Lisa, my husband went to his dialysis appointment a while ago and he should be home by now. I'm afraid that he might be lost. I called the doctor's office while he was there, so I know he got there. He had his treatment, but I don't know where he is now. And when I call him, he doesn't make any sense to me. He can't tell me where he is. He just says he's on the highway. Ma'am, where was his dialysis appointment? She gives me the information, and it's in a city that's not too far from my city, about seven to eight miles away. Okay, have you called that city's police department to check and see if his vehicle is still there? No, because when I spoke to him, he was already in his car. I could hear that. And he was on a highway, or he said he was on a highway. I just don't know. He could be anywhere. Lisa, lately he's been acting a little confused, but not too bad. And today, he was really lucid. And I thought he'd be okay driving himself to the appointment. Okay, well, what kind of car is he driving? She tells me. Ma'am, is it registered in his name? She tells me that it is, and this is important because now I can look him up in my system, find out what his license plate is, and that way I can provide it to my officers or whomever I'm giving the information out to. Ma'am, I'm going to do my best to find him. Can you tell me what his phone number is so I can call him? She gives me his number, and what's his name? And she tells me his name. Okay, from this point, I'm going to go ahead and call him and see if I can get him home safely. I will keep you updated on everything that happens. Thank you, Lisa. I hope you have better luck than I did. So I make the call. Sir, thank you for answering. My name is Lisa, and I work with your local police department. And I was just talking to your wife, and she's very concerned about you. Can you tell me where you are? He says, I'm concerned about me, too, and I'm on the highway. Okay, well, which highway are you on? I'm on 61. I said, okay. And what direction are you going? Well, I'm headed towards home. I asked him, I said, I understand that you were in the city where you had your last appointment. Did you get on 61 from there? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and you're heading probably westbound because that would be the direction of home? Yes, that's, that's, that's correct. As we're talking, he mentioned another highway, and the highway was 270, which is very much east of my city, and in a whole nother county. So now I have to try and figure out, okay, did he actually go eastbound and he thought he was westbound? And I said, can you tell me what you see around you? He says, well, there's a McDonald's and I got all turned around there. 
I said, okay, well, do you know which McDonald's you were at? What roadway you were on to get to McDonald's? I'm on, I'm on 61. And then he changes it up and starts calling it Highway 64, which is what it's called nowadays, used to be 4061, and now it's 64. And I said, okay, can you pull over so that I can have an officer come and meet with you? Oh, sure, I can do that. I said, okay, great. Let me know when you've pulled over and stopped. Okay. Sir, have you pulled over yet? Oh, no, I'm still driving. And I said, okay, well, can you tell me what you see? He's like, what do you mean? What do I see? I see the highway. And I said, well, I understand that. I said, do you see any exits coming up? Any signs? Well, there's those big billboards, but you know, I don't pay much attention to those. I said, okay, let me know when you see one of those big green signs. Cause that'll tell us if you're getting close to an exit. He said, okay. He goes, I'm really confused. And I said, I know you are. And that's okay. I'm here to help you get home. He says, oh, here's a sign. And it, and it has gas stations on it. And and a rest stop. I said, okay, can you tell me what exit it says? He gives me the exit 199. Now, my city is in the 200s. He's gone way further west than he should have. He never did go east when he was said he was on 270. He was traveling westbound. I said, you saw the sign that said exit 199? Yes, ma'am. And I said, are you able to turn around right there? He goes, sure, I can do that. And I said, because you've gone way further west than you need to be. And so you're not on 64 anymore. You're actually on Highway 70. Now, for those who are listening, Highway 64 and Highway 70 cross. It's the crossroads of America. Either he was on 70 already and didn't know it, or he turned off a 64 and headed westbound. I asked him to turn around at that truck stop area so that he could head back east so I can get him home. So the next thing we do, my partner grabs his phone number and she's doing a ping of his phone so we can find out what location he's at because he's not pulling over for me and he doesn't know where he is. The only saving grace we had was the fact that he saw the 199 exit sign. So now we have a general vicinity. By the time we get him pinged, he had already turned himself around and was headed eastbound again. And now he was in the city just west of us coming upon the crossroads of America again. And I try to keep him in the far right hand lane so that he could come onto 64, which would get him so close to home. But that didn't happen. He said he was doing it. And then he said, I'm coming up on the boulevard now. And I'm telling my officers, okay, this is his vehicle description. This is the license plate. He says he's approaching the boulevard and they're all on 64 waiting for him. Then he says he's coming up on the next exit, which happens to be the one after the boulevard on Highway 70. So he never did turn off onto 64. He continued on 70 eastbound. And I'm on the radio with my officers telling them to disregard on 64. He's actually on the 70 side, and now he's approaching the next venue over. Remember how I talked about point to point where I can talk to other agencies and they can talk to me? I jumped on point to point with the agency that's just east of mine. They have been listening to my radio traffic on scanner. So they kind of knew what was going on. We're headed eastbound. He says he's just passing the first exit in their venue. And I'm still trying, sir, can you please pull over for me? Sure, I can do that. He says this every time, but he never pulls over. And I explained to him that I need him to pull over because I have officers that are trying to find him. Oh, that would be wonderful, he said, because I would really like to get home. 
and I said, okay, you're approaching their main exit. Can you please pull off to the right-hand side and go to the Arby's? It's right at the exit of that main roadway. And I said, if you just stay on the right-hand side, it'll take you right to their parking lot. He said, sure, I can do that. And he turned left. <laughs> he went under Highway 70 and he continued to keep turning left. So he was just about to get back onto Highway 70 heading westbound. I said, sir, can you look out your driver's side window and tell me what you see? He goes, nothing. I said, look out your passenger window. What do you see there? He goes, a Waffle House. This is what keyed me in that he had turned left. And I said, sir, can you go to the parking lot of Waffle House? Sure, I can do that. He goes, oops. When I go, why are we oopsing, sir? He says, oh, it's okay. It's just a bump. I said, did you hit something? He goes, nope, it was just a bump. And I said, okay. Well, with all the information that I'm saying out loud, my partner's on the phone now with the agency just to our east that's trying to get to help him. And they were explaining everything. So you might want to look for some damage to his vehicle because he may have hit something, but we're not really sure. It was not another vehicle because he said there was no vehicles around him. I asked him, I said, sir, do you see the Burger King in front of you? He says, yes, I do. I said, can you pull over onto their parking lot? He goes, I sure can. And I hear over scanner traffic that the other agency can see his vehicle. They're approaching him now. I said, sir, do you see the police officers? I sure do. I said, can you stop your vehicle so they can talk to you? I sure can. And he did. He stopped and the officers made contact with him. I said, thank you so much for stopping for me. Talk to the officers. They're going to get you help. And I'm going to call your wife back and let her know that you're safe and where she can come get you. He thanked me for all my patience, which was really sweet of him. And they went ahead and took over the call for me. I found out listening to scanner traffic that they went ahead and, and called for an ambulance just to come check him out because he was so confused. And it took us so long to get him pulled over. I did call his wife. I explained the whole situation to her and told her where he was parked at and that the ambulance was coming to talk to him. And she too thanked me for everything I had done and was glad I was able to get him stopped. And he wasn't too, too far from home, but she did request that he go to a specific hospital. And I asked her, I said, well, does he have any other medical conditions that we need to be concerned about? She goes, oh, honey, not only is he in dialysis, but he's a heart transplant patient too. <laughs> I I laughed and I said, oh my goodness, well, we'll make sure that he gets the right kind of care, but I'm going to transfer you to the ambulance dispatcher so you can let them know what his medical history is and make sure he gets to the right place. And I took a deep breath and the call was over. But wow, what a roller coaster he put me on. In this call, obviously location was very important because I was going to have to work with other agencies in order to find this man help. But in this case, because he was so confused, he wasn't sure where he was. And the roadways he told me he was on, he really wasn't on. He was, however, aware enough to follow my instructions when I asked him to find a sign. And he found that sign that had the exit number on it. And that's what really helped us. With the help of his cell phone provider, we were able to zero in on his location, and even though he didn't listen to my direction of coming towards home, at least we figured out what roadway he was on because he kept providing me with the names of the exits coming up, and that gave me a play-by-play -play of knowing where he was going. So when he finally listened and exited the highway, all the first responders were able to find him and take care of him and get him the help he needed. 
The resolution. Calls come in. Location requested, but unable to be given. Through questioning and mapping, locations found. First responders arrived. What the caller did right. My first caller called 911 for help. She was able to at least give me what highway she was on. The second caller also called for help when it was needed. She provided me her information as well as her husband's information, including his vehicle and his cell phone number so that I could make contact. What I learned as a dispatcher. Patience. If I can say anything about these two calls, patience is the number one thing I learned because I had to stay on my game in order to get help to the people that needed it. My first caller was very upset because she was out of gas. She was stranded. She had kids with her. She projected her anger at me when she was asked pointed questions about her location. I somewhat became impatient with myself and the highway patrol because we couldn't find her. But by staying calm, I was able to use my tools, my mapping system, to help find her. Now, had the cell phone only pinged off a tower and that was the location we were given, the next option I would have had to employ would have been to have pinged her phone to get a better location for her. And my second caller was scared because her husband hadn't come home and she'd expected him much earlier in the evening. I talked to him for a very long time and I won't lie, my patience was tried a few times when he wasn't doing what I was asking him. He stayed very calm, which helped me stay very calm. My concern was he was going to get too far away from home. Fortunately, he did listen to some of my instructions and was able to turn himself back around and come back towards his home. I was able to build a rapport with him. He knew all I wanted to do was help, and I knew all he wanted was to get home. Neither one of us gave up. He kept going, but he kept telling me where he was. So with that, once he started telling me the names of the exits that he was getting ready to pass, I could update the local agencies in my area to find him. These calls also reiterate just how important it is to be aware of your surroundings and to know where you are at all times. Remember, location, location, location. The legacy. The legacy of this call is in the repeating of location, location, location. We have to know where you are in order to send help your way. This podcast allows me to share my calls and stories, and it allows me to educate those who are listening. This episode reinforces how important it is for all of us to be aware of where we are. As you drive or ride with someone, look at the street signs. Pay attention to mile markers and landmarks. If something happens to you or you witness something happening to someone else and you need to call 911, be able to tell the dispatcher answering what road you're on, maybe what street you just passed, or that you're next to a particular business. That kind of information not only pinpoints where you are, but it gets help to you even quicker. 
And if you don't know where you are, please be patient with a dispatcher who's going to ask you a lot of questions. Our ultimate goal is to get help to you, and all those questions are going to help us find you. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you didn't know where you were and you needed help? What did you do? Head over to my website at digitallydispatch.com, fill out the quick web form, and tell me what you think. Dispatcher Nuggets of Knowledge The reason most people get lost is because they simply aren't paying attention. I can tell you from my own personal experience that if I'm on the phone talking to someone, I'm more than likely going to miss my exit because I'm not fully paying attention. Fortunately, not only do I have a decent sense of direction, but I'm also very familiar with my city and county and the cities and counties around me. The calls, stories, and legacies I share are dispatched digitally. The lessons learned by all, the callers, you, especially me, are a piece of my life's unfolding story that I'm proud to share and are preserved digitally. Your thoughts, ideas, and comments can be sent to me electronically at my website, digitallydispatched.com. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa. And you have been digitally dispatched.